Well, we're going to change that. And when I say we, I mean you. (laughs) I feel like saying, don't leave me. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. Also, shout out to our partner, Constant Contact, for supporting small business, including ours, and presenting this season of the podcast. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh- Today's amazing episode is jam-packed with golden nuggets about web design and photography that will help everyone listening understand why you need to up your game. I talk with Cullany Bloom, founder of Little Pieces, a burlesque-inspired lingerie line with a focus on inclusivity, environmentally conscious production that's all made here in the USA, and making sure that their sewing houses and employees make a living wage. Let's dive in. Okay, well, I'm super excited to have you on the podcast today. If you can start by telling everyone your name, the name of your company, and what it is that you do, that would be great. Okay, I am very excited to be here. This is my first podcast that I am doing ever. So um, it's very exciting for me. My name is Cullany Bloom, and my business is Little Pieces. It's a burlesque inspired luxury lingerie brand. And um, we cater to like minded women of all backgrounds, all ages, and all body types. And we're really focused on ethical fashion. Yes, that's one thing that I love about your company. And I think it really separates you because I know that, I mean, you have much more experience in this, but in the fashion world in general, first of all, a lot of people aren't focused on ethical production, but especially in the lingerie world, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Um, Which is why I wanted to branch out and do my own thing that is ethical Prices in commercial fashion are so competitive that um, it makes it very difficult to have an ethical company if you're going to produce outside of the United States. Um, I know that there are certain certifications, but even within um, those companies that are certified, they may possibly be outsourcing to other smaller factories that are not certified. So it's really hard to track Um, where your garments are being made. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to make sure that um, the little production that I do is local and that I can go into the factory, that I see who's making it, um, that I can see for myself the conditions. And generally within the United States, um, employees are paid a living wage or hopefully, or closer to a living wage than let's say Bangladesh. Um, I would hope, you know, Okay, so 
We are recording this in the era of COVID-19, and I know that your company, along with so many others, are really struggling right now because you used to sell at markets, and that's a great way for companies like yours to interact with people. You're able to one-on-one tell them about the product and you have a luxury line. So it means that the products are a little more expensive. And I feel like that one-on-one interaction is key to helping people let go of their dollars a little more. So what's one of the things that you are um, needing help with right now? So finding the luxury customer outside of the markets has been really challenging. Um, The internet is this, it's almost like our today's wild west, isn't it? I mean, everything goes, there's chaos, you know, and it's hard to find that luxury customer um, on the internet. Yeah. And how do I get that customer to go to my site and decide to spend, you know, a little chunk of money on an unknown brand. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm excited because I think that I'm going to be, a, be able to help you a lot today and help all the listeners out there who are struggling with this exact same thing, which is like people don't know how to find customers because it's like this, it's the interwebs, right? It's just like there's millions of people out there. It's just how do I get just a handful of them to my website and to know about me? And in addition, you know, it's, I know there's been a lot of talk about algorithms, but um, it is really difficult to navigate that when you're a small brand. I mean, you're, if you're on page 36 of a, a search or, you know, page 105, most people don't look past page three when they search the internet. Mm-hmm. So if you're not on page one, yep. you know, it's okay. going to be a problem. I'm writing down SEO here too. Okay, so there's a lot of different ways that I can help. The first one is, it's not probably the answer that you're looking for because I can absolutely give you some advice at the end of the episode on how to find your target customer and how to increase your SEO search results. So that's something that I'll get to later on in the episode. But I think the first thing that I want to talk about, because I went to your website and I analyzed your website. I also went to your Instagram. I analyzed your Instagram. And the very first thing I want to discuss is your website. (laughs) And I don't want you to get too intimidated because I'm going (laughs) to... I'm going to give you a lot of information here, but it's really going to help you and the likelihood for you to garner sales at the end of the day. So the reason why I think for you, a luxury lingerie brand, everything is handmade. It's all made here in America. I think it's really important to A, tell that story and you're trying to on the website. I can see that. You're definitely trying to. Um, But I think the thing that I need to remind you and all the listeners about is that you really only have a few seconds to make an impression. So when people do find out about your website, whether it's through search, whether it's through a friend, whether it's through Instagram, like however it is, maybe it's Pinterest, they're going to click to go to your website. And when they get to your website, I can tell you right now that the quality and the design of your website does not match the quality of your products currently. And this is why it's so important for everyone listening to really think about their website and their web design, it's crucial, right? If, 
if you can't sell in person anymore at markets and all of your retail accounts disappeared because of the situation we're in currently, the only avenue left for sales really is online. And so it means your online game has to be really strong. And so I know that once people hear about your brand and they go to your website, what's happening now is you're going to get very little conversion. And there's a couple reasons for that. So number one, and I'm going to share the screen right now so everyone watching can see what I'm talking about. Here's the thing that I really want to go over with you. I know you and your brand very well. I know the pieces because you've sold at Unique Markets. They are so incredibly intricate and beautiful and stunning. The quality is amazing. They're so delicate, but the website doesn't convey that. And so here's what I want to talk to you about. Number one, the background is black. And I don't know. I feel like that was probably done on purpose. When did you create the website? How long ago? Um, I, two years ago. So I feel like, did you do that on purpose? Because it, it, you know, kind of exudes like the darkness of part of where your company comes from. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a like burlesque inspired. So it's boudoir burlesque. So exactly. Yeah. So here's what I, I, I mean, I obviously, my gut instinct told me this was very intentional and I, I get it. <laughs> However, the average person doesn't like websites that have dark backgrounds. It's, it's not something that is popular in the world right now. And it hasn't been for probably, I don't know, 15 years. Websites that had dark or colorful backgrounds were popular decades ago when the internet kind of was first starting, that's a way that you could make yourself unique or like stand out. But the problem is that popularity is important when you're selling a product. And so the dark background is kind of A, it's dating you and B, it's not showing the product in the best light. So when I look at the product, the product is absolutely stunning and beautiful, but the photography is not um, popping because the site isn't bright. It's dark. So my first piece of advice would be A, immediately change the background (laughs) to white. People are, that's what consumers are used to. They're used to bright websites. And so the fact that yours is dark is already kind of probably getting a lot of people when they visit your website, you know, you, you literally only have those two seconds. They go to your website, they scroll a little bit and within two seconds, they're clicking off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know the last time you went into your website analytics, but you should look at them to analyze like, what is the drop off rate to people when they come to your homepage? How, what's the time period that people are on your website? You know, if it's less than a minute, if it's less than 20 seconds, even if it's less than two minutes, that's kind of signaling to you that they're not engaged enough to stay on the website. They're, they're giving it a first glance and then leaving. You want to up the, the amount of time that people are spending on your website because it means that they're clicking to different pages. They're actually looking at the different products that are on your website. They're not just going to your homepage and then disappearing. So that's the first piece of advice. You want your website to be bright and white. Um, and thank you for the lovely compliments I wanted to say. <laughs> that's really nice. That's really lovely to hear. And I didn't realize that it wasn't reflected on the website. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, because to me, it looks fine. (laughs) This is is most small business owners. You know, I have a background in web design. I built massive plates for big companies. My guess is you didn't, you were craft, you were becoming an amazing expert at like sewing and lingerie production. (laughs) Right. I'm, I, I do see your point. I just never realized. uh, Yeah. Like you said, I have no experience in web design. So I never realized that that would date me. Yeah. So then really new information. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I'm glad that it's probably shocking, but it's going to help you a lot. (laughs) The next thing is that your mission. So you have your mission on your homepage. You have the inspiration. You have the fact that it's crafted with care, that you can do custom couture lingerie. I love all of those things so much. And I want you to talk about it. However, the way that it's presented on the homepage, again, I want the focus of your homepage to just be on like beautiful photography of the lingerie because you want, at the end of the day, you want people to purchase. So on your current homepage, before ever seeing product, you have a beauty image there, but it's of masks currently, which makes sense in the current climate. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a beauty image before it's masks because I sell them on Etsy and I also do that for liability reasons. I feel like when I first started selling masks, I didn't want people to think that they were N95 or actually going to protect them. So Etsy, um, does have disclaimers and, and things like that. So I, I did that just to funnel the mass traffic to Etsy, but Yeah. So normally it's a different image. Okay. So I would still say, however, that the mask, this beauty image of the masks and the fact that you have the small help small, that can still be on your homepage, but I think that it should be pushed down. Okay. I think that the first thing that you want people to see is not your mission, (laughs) which you have as as I'm scrolling your website now, we can see the mission is front and center. Before even seeing the mission, it needs to be the beauty image of your products. And then I like, and then yes, you've got shop the different collections. So that's great. I I want you to just think about your website and your homepage as being like a magazine cover. It has to hit people within a few seconds. So you've got to have one of those beautiful photos right up front and center not a lot of text because this, the mission statement that you have here, it's really beautiful and it's great. All of the different text that you have, you've got your inspiration, you've got the fact that it's crafted with care. All of these things are so important, but this is just blocks of text that no one's going to read. It's, mm. it's not your fault. It's not anyone's fault. It's the fact that we are on our phones and now we're used to like just swiping left, swiping right. Like our attention spans are not great. And mm. so... It should be listed. It should be shown like our inspiration should be a button. More about our history should be a button. Read about how our lingerie is crafted with care. That should be a button. The blocks of text that you have here should more be buttons that link off to pages that then you can story tell and you can share more information Your mission is so amazing. Like right, the the second paragraph, in fact, is what I really... (laughs) Love, Little Pieces is fiercely dedicated to promoting ethical fashion by using raw materials from companies that are socially and environmentally conscious 
as well as partnering only with companies who pay their employees a living wage and that are kind to the environment. That is such amazing information, but the way that you've presented it, it gets hidden because no one's going to read down to that point. So again, having a mission, having a button that says like, read how we pay, pay everyone you know, a living wage, or we read how we are an eco-friendly lingerie company. Like the, those short, fast headlines, you want to think of things in headlines. Mm. You make those buttons on your homepage and then you click off to the full mission where people can really read. And then you have a little bit more room to play because for instance, if you're telling people about your mission and here it is, you can also have beautiful photography of, you know, your, the actual places that you have, you know, the, the factories in downtown LA or the sewers that you work with, like you're able to tell more of the story, even having a, a photo of your mood board, which is sitting behind you right now would be so interesting to me as a consumer, but that's part of the story that isn't coming across necessarily just in how you've arranged the information. So it's just a little bit of rearranging that you have to do. Great information. I never thought of it like that. Thank you. Yeah. And I love, I also love at the very, very bottom, you have testimonials. Again, they're way too long. And you can hopefully now that you're seeing this on the screen, you can see how hard it is to read on a black background. Right. So I love that you have testimonials. That should, again, that should be a page. And you don't have all these testimonials on the homepage. Choose one. And it really needs to be like very, very short and sweet. And if someone wants to click on that, then they get to a page that has lots more, which is great. A lot of small business owners like you don't have testimonials or reviews on their website. So you're already one step ahead there. You need to help people who are coming to your website, you need to basically validate your brand by sharing testimonials and reviews. So this is great that you have all this information. It just shouldn't all be on the homepage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so my advice also to you would be to look at the brands that are competitors with you. So who in the luxury lingerie, and we, you can name the giant corporations, like who would you say is in the luxury and lingerie space? So right now, uh, interestingly enough, um, yeah, there's a few competitors. Agent Provocateur, I think, still uh, maintains the lead. Honey Burdette has come up behind them, but they, um, they're not really luxury prices. Okay. And then there's a lot of, you know, smaller brands. And then, but I'm talking about, you know, name brands that people know of in the United States. Yeah. And then, interestingly enough, um, you know, Victoria's Secret once started as a luxury brand and they were total mass market, but then Rihanna came in with Savage X and like completely wow. <laughs> obliterated them. <laughs> so um, she's, I would say, a competitor for catering to um, more diverse body types. Yep, absolutely. She's, she's really done a very, very good job. Um, so I would say you need to go to, the, to her website and you also need to go to Asian Agent Provocateur and you need to go to their websites and analyze everything that they're doing. And I say this because small business owners 
tend to think that they don't have a lot of time to do anything because they're kind of doing everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and often we don't take the time to just sit down and research what else is happening in the market. What are other people doing? The thing is those two companies are wildly successful and they have entire teams of web designers, right? They have entire teams of photographers and illustrators. And so you can, you can capitalize on that by going to their websites and understanding what it takes to be a brand at that level and then applying those things to what you see on your website. So I've already told you about your homepage, about changing the entire thing from being black to white. I think that's instantly going to have a huge impact on your retention. Um, But then go to those competitors and look at how they're presenting their brand. And I think that will help you wrap your head around it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Just because you're a small independent designer doesn't mean that you can't aspire to put out the quality of advertising, marketing, your web design, your Instagram, as these other companies. Now, granted, do you have the resources? Do I have the resources of all these other brands? No. But you can get inspired and tweak what you're doing from learning from what they're doing. Let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor, Constant Contact. This program is brought to you by Constant Contact, the online marketing platform that makes it easy to build your brand online. Whatever your marketing goals, Constant Contact has the tools and guidance to help small businesses power through any challenge. Constant Contact can get your business online in no time with an intelligent website builder, logo maker, branded email templates, and social marketing tools, just to name a few. Plus, they've got marketing experts who know your industry inside and out to help you if you get stuck. To get 30% off your first three months, visit www.constantcontact.com slash unique. That's constantcontact.com slash unique. So here, a, a, a question does arise, though, in terms of that, that both of them have taken a certain direction of um, kind of using... Um, I would say sport fusion and taking in a lot of dancers and I love dance. I love dancers, but I'm not doing the sport fusion lingeries. Yeah. I'm not sure, you know, how to portray the boudoir and burlesque atmosphere on a white background. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, so first of all, the white background is just the website, right? It's just the blank, what I would call, it's funny because it's officially called white space. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is indeed white. But white space is a term that really means it's the, it's the blank space that's in between images and text. Got it. If okay. you think about a newspaper, white space is everything that you see where there's not columns of text and a photo. Right. Right? So... Currently, your white space is all dark gray or black. Right. So trust me and just go with, go with it and change that. It's an easy setting. I'm sure it's an easy setting on your, on, in the back end of your website. Just switch that over to white and you're instantly going to see like how different the website looks. Okay. And how different it, it's not that like the mood of your photography is going to change. That's still there the photography is actually just going to pop more. Okay. 
which is even better. (laughs) So then the next thing that I did want to talk about specifically with you and your brand is your photography. So some of your photos are so stunning and just like, they blow me away. Like, I don't know who you, who you're using for the photography, everything about the styling, the models, like everything is perfect. But then when you click to go to a collection, let's say, there's like a mix where there's some photos that are like fantastic. And then it seems like some photos are from a different photo shoot. Am I right? Um, let me go. Can you put on the screen? Yeah. Yeah. Just not. So I'm going to click on this page. So we're looking at the permission collection Mm -hmm. and there are photos that are clearly done and art directed. And then there's like, what seems to me like a DIY Oh, that's, which one's the DI, which one? Like, the short, Uh shorts, the yellow shorts, um, the sweet suit, which is stunning. She's stunning. Everything about this is great, but it's suddenly you're in like a garden or the yard, someone's yard, whereas the, the ones above are very different. Oh, it's so interesting. Um, okay. So, uh, uh, my little, my ego got a little bit of a boost here. I do almost all of my t- photography, but the sweet suit was not mine. <laughs> so here you uh, go. Uh, so I think that what what happened in my journey of doing my own photography mm-hmm. was that um, the shoots at the top, which are more polished, are my later shoots, and that's after I. Um, defined my brand a little more so the ones that are below that were I think I was still influenced by the American apparel style of photography if you look at absolutely I can totally see that and then so this isn't this is my journey to try to make a collection of something that wasn't actually a full collection which is why it does look so PC and I do have the intention to kind of clean it up, take some okay. things down. Um, the next collection after that, La Fille de la Rey, mm-hmm. um, if you go to, yeah. So I feel like that one, so we did that in October and then that one does definitely look more cohesive and I think it yeah. represents the brand more. Mm-hmm. So I agree, the, the previous collection's a little bit embarrassing um, and the photography style that I wanted to use hadn't gelled yet. I read a book that was, really amazing. Um, and of course I'm having trouble remembering the name. Um, but it talks about, I, I, I have it in my phone. I can look for you before this is over. It talks about, um, creating a brand anthem. So my brand anthem is avant-garde burlesque. And then all my photo shoots need to follow that theme. Mm-hmm. And, therefore, and that's how it became more cohesive. But I definitely see that you're, yes, you're correct. <laughs> you know, it was, it, I agree. It's all over the place. Um, okay. I do find it interesting and very flattering that some of the things that look less professional were done by more professional people. So it goes <laughs> to show, no, it goes to show that, um, you know, if we just try it, sometimes it works. You know? Yeah. So I, so then my, my feedback there would be, so you already know, that your photos are now much more cohesive and they have, they all have the same mood, which is really important as a brand, right? Um, 
So for me, when I go to this website, because I see that it's all over the place, like it doesn't, it doesn't look professional to me. And so when you're charging luxury prices, but I go to the website and I see what clearly does look to me as like old photography, I wonder whether this is like an old website or is it new? Is it current or is this website from two years ago? As a customer, that's what I'm thinking. And I think you have to be really self-critical. All small business owners have to be very good at being self-critical. You have to continually analyze your own products, your own website, your own social media so that you can, you know, be honest with yourself and, to me, this page, like I would delete all of the ones that are from that photo shoot because they're, they're not serving you and your brand. And if that means that you have to reshoot things, then that's what it means. Like, right. This is, this is how serious something like this is for the impression of a customer. So like you want them to come and see everything looking the same because then they're going to purchase instead of being like, "Mm, this looks a little like, I'm not really sure what to feel about this brand. Yeah, I think um, what happened over the last year was that, um, and I'm sure that I'm not the only one this happens to, when um, when I saw there wasn't much traffic and, and, I mean, although I knew it was PC, I was just like, oh, well, no one goes there anyway. It's like the room in the house that no one sees. I was just like, nobody, nobody goes there. I'll just leave it, whatever. Right. And, you know, thinking, and of course, if somebody does open that closet, then they'll think you're a horrible, insane person and they'll never come back. But I kind of viewed it like that because I was getting, I was having so much trouble getting traffic. And even, you know, even if I would, um, you know, do promotions through Instagram, which is a whole other Mm-hmm. topic because of the content Facebook I can't most of the things I can't even promote because it's too um right. sexy so but you know when I would manage to do something I I would still see that it wouldn't really drive sales so I kind of let it become <clears throat> that closet in the house right <laughs> well we're gonna change that and when I say we I mean you <laughs> I feel like saying, don't leave me. You're going to stay with me through this, aren't you? (laughs) So, okay. So you're going to change your back, your website to white from black. You are going to remove like, and I mean today, if possible, you're going to remove the photos that don't represent you as a brand and as a designer, because they are bringing you down. Okay. And does that mean maybe people, you know, less sales? Yes, but you're getting less sales already. We need to fix these things so that you're getting more sales. Okay. Um, and then it, there is a very specific question I have about not the style of photography because you need that style for your website and you do need to evoke moods with your photography. You need to kind of highlight and um, represent what it is that you're doing and where you're from, which is like burlesque inspired lingerie. However, you mentioned something a minute ago that's super important, which is that because of the Facebook guidelines and Facebook owns Instagram, the sexy, perhaps revealing, we'll use the word revealing photos are never going to be able to really get out there because they're already, um, 
blocking them, right? Mm -hmm. So when you talk about algorithms and you talk about things like that, it sucks, but you have to know the, the game that you're playing within. So yes, there is technology that obviously can tell that that is a butt or that it's boobs. It's like face recognition technology, right? That is what all of these technology companies that deal with social media have because they obviously don't want anything to be too over the top and they also want to protect people's rights and obviously children. So like this is why they created those technologies. But for, for a business owner who happens to sell lingerie, this is the one place where you're like, but this doesn't quite work for me. So what I want to do, I'm going to share the screen now again and I'm going to talk about your Instagram because you're never, you know, you're playing within a game. You're never going to change the game. And if Instagram is a place for you to gather community and that's what it should be about, right? It's not, it's not about sales. Sales come later. It's about you being able to connect with an audience and having a community. When people who love burlesque, when people who love the community that you are in discover you, they're going to start following you and you need to cultivate that community. However, you do in the end also need to sell your products. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I would be strategic and you need to do the photo shoots that you're doing. So you can see right now, can you see my cursor, the arrow? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, for everyone listening, I am showing photography that's on the Instagram account that's showing lingerie. So there's this beautiful photo of a bra. It's very close up. Um, So this is great for you and your community, but could you use that as an ad to help draw traffic to your website? No. So what I want you to think about doing is when you're doing photo shoots, you need to shoot everything for your website. You also need to shoot social media content, which is clearly what you're doing and you're using it. You've got posts with these photos, but then you also need to shoot all of the products in a way that can be advertised. And you're probably going to notice this exact same thing with Fenty, with all the other brands. A lot of lingerie companies will do top-down photography And so you might want to think about doing that and investigating that. So, you know, A, there's actually no body parts involved at all. Um, And by doing top-down photography, you can still exude a mood to it. You can still have your flavor within those photos, but you're going to be able to use those photos to advertise, which is super. By top-down, do you mean like still life shots? Like where you Yeah, okay. So like, so the, the objects are on a surface and you're taking them above. So it's like a bird, bird's eye view. Yeah. And like, again, I'm looking behind you and I see like a beautiful mood board. And, you know, it's interesting because you could take photos, you could blow up photos or, you know, of like, different leaves, shadows, all black and white. And like that can be behind the lingerie or you can just shoot lingerie. Like some of your pieces would look so beautiful just against plain white or against like a piece of fabric or Mm -hmm. a surface, you know? So you need to think about it that way because these pieces are stunning, but I understand that your hands are tied. One of the ways you're going to attract more traffic to your website is to put money into 
Instagram and Facebook advertising, but you can't advertise this. Right. You got to figure out a way to get around that. Right. Um, uh, like already I can tell you right now, like there's the teacups. There are certain things that I see over and over again, which clearly you love those visuals. So the teacup, even just lace, like this photo here. Oh, I'm not sharing the screen now. So I'm going to share the screen really quickly again. So this photo right here mm -hmm. is a perfect example of a top-down photo. Mm -hmm. You know, you can see the bra. Can I see how beautiful it's going to be on a body? No, but I can imagine. And if I'm intrigued by it, I'm going to click to go to the website. And then that's where I'm going to see all of the beautiful photography that you have of the lingerie on the models. But when I see this, and this is another thing that I wanted to talk about with your photography, one of the things that I love about your company is that you make lingerie for different body types and styles. But I will say when you go to the website and when you go to social media, they're all somewhat the same body type. Mm. So you may want to, on your next photo shoot, think about incorporating some other types of bodies. Because I know that's something that's really important to you and you're really proud of. It, it just doesn't come through right now with your photography. Mm -hmm. And it's another reason for these plain top-down photos because any woman can go, when I see this photo of just the bra and the champagne bottle, it's like, ooh, that looks really pretty. And then I go to the website. It in other words, it attracts more people. So I don't have to be someone who personally connects with like burlesque or that scene. But because of this photo, which is not necessarily like deriving that, like when I look at this photo, I don't instantly think like burlesque. I just see like a beautiful bra. So I'm going to click and then I'll be more intrigued to go to your website and surf around when you only keep photography in one very specific vein, it cuts off most of the other people that you could potentially attract. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's why Rihanna is doing so well, right? She's like, she's reaching all of these women around the world who have never been spoken to before. Mm -hmm. And so think about that when you're shooting your photography too. Okay. I will do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so much that I just talked about. We have, I think, a few more minutes. I don't know. But I promised you that I would get back to SEO because <laughs> I wanted to do that. Um, and so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was your URL is very unique. Um, which is fine. People s sometimes think like, oh, well, I'm on like the fourth page. I'm on the, you know, here's how you can, here's how you can make sure and ensure that you are on the first page. Super important, right? Um, you need to have more people and it's hard because the two words that are your company name are very general, little pieces. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what you want is for little pieces lingerie to show up on as many websites as possible because that helps your chances of being up at the top because you're it's not it's not thinking oh it's just little it's just pieces it's just lingerie when when the bots that are looking at all this stuff see those three words over and over again together 
mm-hmm. and that pushes your website up. Mm. So if you think about unique markets, worst name ever, the word unique is not unique at all. <laughs> and the word markets is not unique. Like if you think about that, it's so challenging. You'd think like we would be, have terrible SEO, right? Because I chose a name that is so not unique. Unique market. But it is, but it is. <laughs> well, we're, we're yes. the first things that you see. We've never paid for, you know, we, we haven't hired someone to do SEO for us. We haven't put a ton of money into Google Analytics to try to figure out how we could get to the top of the page. We just try to get as many people to talk about us using those two words together over and over again as possible. That helps. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, you need to get media and press. So, the more websites that are blogs or media, that's going to give you good points with Google and the other search engines as well. So when those people specifically mention little pieces and little pieces lingerie, that's going to give you a big bump as well to get up to the top of that search page. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Um, this is getting really nerdy, but on your photos of the website, on each of the photos, you know, when you're loading the photo in, it says like, you know, you have the name of the photo. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed that. And so you can change the name of all your photos to be little pieces, but even better is there's, there's metadata in the back end of your website and you can specifically assign like keywords to mm-hmm. photos, you can assign keywords to all of your pages and you can assign keywords to your entire website. And so I would just start little pieces, little pieces, little pieces, lingerie, little pieces, lingerie. You need to, you know, it's a pain because you're going to, because now you're working backwards. So you already have a website, but it's worth the time. And if it, if that takes four hours, mm-hmm. four hours of you just sitting there and updating every single photo with the metadata, that's going to, have a huge impact on mm. also your traffic. You're, again, the goal is to mention the name of your company as often as possible. And most people don't even think about metadata, but it's, it absolutely makes a difference. Mm. So yeah, so there's that hot tip for you too. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, I have seen the word metadata. I'm not really sure, um, you know, I'll ask somebody how to go yeah. in and yeah. It'll, once you do it, it'll be easy. And you know what? In the age of YouTube, this is like, I teach my things. I teach myself things all the time by just like, I'll go to YouTube and I'll type in like how to make a circle with a photo in Illustrator. Mm. Boom. All these videos come up and they're amazing. These nerds just film themselves doing this. Thank God. Cause then it teaches me how to make a circle with a photo in Illustrator. So I would just type in like, depending on whether you use Shopify or I don't know what you're on. I'm on Shopify. Right. So I actually guarantee you that within the FAQs and help section of Shopify, they probably have a whole section on like SEO, keywords, metadata, meta words, like that, all of that stuff is probably already there. And it's worth the hour that it's going to take you to like read all of the stuff that they have. Excellent. <laughs> um, and so then we, we have just two minutes left, but I wanted to say, After you've done all of this, you've updated your website so that it looks bright. Mm -hmm. You've got rid of the photos that don't represent your brand. Um, Then 
then is the time for you to figure out how to reach those luxury customers. So your original question was, how can I reach luxury customers? Well, you can't do it with the current website that you have because they're used to going to these other competitors and seeing a certain style of website. And so when they go to a small independent designer, they really want to support independent designers, but then it, it looks amateur. And so then that's a turnoff and they leave. So that's why I want you to do all the things we talked about today to help increase your chances. They're going to make your website appear much more professional. They're going to help you get out there. So when that's done, then you want to reach those luxury customers. And it's pretty easy in Instagram and Facebook. And it's because you can do very targeted ads. Have you ever mm -hmm. done any advertising? Yeah. So you know already then. So once your website is beautiful, send me an email <laughs> and I'll look it over. But when you're ready, you know, you've got to choose a really good photo that represents what you do, but can appeal to as many people as possible. But then you are sending it to targeted to a targeted people. And so within Facebook advertising rules, you can say that you only want the ad to go to people who make $100,000 a year or more. You can get really specific with demographics. Mm. So you can do income levels, which I think is really important for you for reaching a luxury audience. Obviously, you, I personally would say you just want it to go to women. Mm -hmm. um, and then my guess is, I don't know if you know where your target customers are, but I'm kind of assuming that it's probably urban cities. Could be wrong. But then you just want to choose, like, I'm just going to send this to people in New York City, in Los Angeles, in San Francisco, in Paris, in Tokyo. Like, just choose where you want it to go and target those people specifically. Okay. I have yeah. a lot of work to do, don't I? <laughs> you do, but it's exciting. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. Well, it's been so good talking with you today. Um, I'm super excited to watch you grow. And I think for you and everyone out there listening to this, it's hard and frustrating because of the fact that you can't interact with people one-on-one -on -one right now. But so I think this is the time to really spend the next month to like hone in, improve your website, improve the photography, take the time to add um, search words and keywords, take the time to go through your social media feeds and be like, these photos don't represent me anymore. I'm going to archive them. Like just take the time to get, to put your best foot forward. <laughs> yes, I will do that because it's true that, um, all of my web, both my Instagram and um, my website, I neglected because of having the markets. So, and, you know, as my sales at the markets grew, um, best day ever at Unique, by the way. Um, yeah, the best day I ever had in sales was at Unique in August at the Barker Hangar. Um, so that was really fun. But, uh, yeah, as, as my sales grew at the markets, I just... Um, completely neglected online and suddenly I'm stuck with this neglected online you know portfolio and uh, so yeah it's a good time to clean it up you're right during COVID you know get in there clean it up absolutely well I'm excited for you and stay in touch and let us know how it goes <laughs> I will thank you so much this has okay. been great and a lot of wonderful information, so I appreciate it. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Today's top takeaways include 
Number one, go toward the light. Websites with dark backgrounds are not traditionally popular, which means you are less likely to get customers surfing on it. White, bright backgrounds will help your products shine. Number two, your homepage is the magazine cover. So it needs to draw people in with beautiful, engaging photography right at the very top, or they'll leave without ever scrolling down at all and giving you a chance. And number three, your photography is the most important thing you need to invest in. It's how people will see your products and your offerings and how they'll be compelled to buy from you. Remember, you need product shots for each item in the store, usually a few different angles, a close-up perhaps. Plus, you need lifestyle photography for social media and your homepage, and then photos of the product on plain white or plain backgrounds for social media advertising. If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five, once again, that's five star rating, and remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also, remember to tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula, that's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A, and you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.